repent, and thou shalt be saved. Amen to that. Ah, welcome to Off the Books, the place where culture, current events, and politics conversations are brought to you through a biblical lens. I am your host, Saint Caesar. I'm your host, Sean Egan, and Tim Searle, aka T Bird. Wednesdays at eight, only here on Alathia Radio. Welcome, welcome everybody. Welcome, welcome. Yes. Hey, welcome. Joseph, what's happening? Joe, I forgot the mug. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. I, I I didn't grab it this morning. But once again, everybody, check out Joe Smar on Facebook. Check out his products. He's doing stuff. Yeah. Like we are. We're and doing we, I'm stuff. gonna bring it next week. And we're doing stuff. And we're doing stuff. That's what we do. We do stuff. <laughs> we do stuff. All stuff. right. All right. Welcome, everybody. We're uh, going to be speaking about identity and where we, fi- where we find our identity. Yeah. Yeah. I found my identity. <laughs> I found it. Yeah. Well, welcome. Welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome. welcome. So. So we're going to uh, ask uh, a few questions and we're going to discuss it today, but I don't know if you wanted to get into some uh, current events or yeah, you know, something you thinking um, about. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Somber news. Um, so uh, we have... Everybody knows the uh, Sacramento mass shooting uh, just happened um, a f- couple days ago. They're uncovering new things as it happens. But uh, on, the, on the topic of identity, I think it's a good conversation to bring up because we're, we're talking about a, a, a very uh, a very big dynamic in identity. Some people are really calm, passive aggressive, don't like confrontations, and then other people jump to confrontations that's why we're talking about such an extreme thing like like a mass shooting right. uh, so yeah so the sacramento mass shooting uh two brothers uh were found um uh involvement for the shooting uh six people dead 12 injured all different range i mean like firing into the crowd really really nasty stuff did you hear about it no i didn't even what, hear about what, it yeah when did this happen this happened uh i'm not sure i know it was a couple of days ago it's probably uh okay so uh, April 5th. All right, so like probably like, like four or five days ago, I think. Okay. Uh, something like that. But yeah, really terrible thing. Uh, like I said, six people died, 12 injured. Um, and um, and yeah, and while we're on the... If, if we're going to talk about identity, let, let's talk about, you know, some of the real things that happen in the world. Um, yeah. uh, like, so, okay, so so this shooting. So what happened? Like, like we, we like to talk about identity and we like to talk about the character of the people uh, in, in the example. So for right now, we're, we're talking about, uh, people that have criminal records apparently. And, um, and that, that fell, that fell into whatever mindset they fell into due to lack of identity, obvious. So, so now also, uh, with these criminal records, one of them, uh, was supposed to do a 10 year sentence, got left out early and he was back out on the streets and, and like, he's on Facebook live the night of the murder showing off a handgun. Um, and now this is an extreme case of lack of identity here. So, so why would you say uh, people engage in, in, in things like this? I'll pl- I'm going to play a news clip in a minute, but before we get into that news clip, mm-hmm. um, like why would you say people get into this? Um, well, it starts at a young age, Absolutely. I guess. You know, I guess it's, it's the way, it's, it's your surroundings. It's who, it's who you surround yourself with. It's uh, the way you're brought up. Yeah. You know? Yeah, we like to think that we're above the influence of people around us sometimes. Like, well, like, all right, so... So there's two different perspectives on this. There's the, um, I, so some people say like you shouldn't follow the crowd and then, um, but then when it comes to positive influence, you, you kind of should follow the crowd in, in, in that instance. Um, but, but let, let the news, we'll play a little bit of the news right now. We'll, we'll let them say, uh, this is a complimentary, compliments of Fox news. Yeah. So let's hear what happened really quick and feel free to comment towards it on quick interjections. Sacramento's mayor couldn't agree more. Oh, excuse me. Wow. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. (laughs) I was listening to that before. I didn't even rewind it. What kind of person (laughs) am I? What's wrong with you? I know. Like, see, I got to get my stuff together. Got to get your news prep ready, man. I know. Well, I do. I do. Come on. Just not right now. One person has been brought in and police in Sacramento, California, are searching for others in a Sunday morning mass shooting that left six people dead, 12 others wounded. Sunday morning. Senior correspondent Claudia Cowan is live in Sacramento tonight with the latest. Good evening, Claudia. Good evening to you, Brett. There were plenty of witnesses, a lot of cell phone and surveillance video as well. And tonight, one man is in custody, described as a related suspect and one of many who police say who were involved in yesterday's tragic mass shooting that turned this busy entertainment district 
into a bloodbath. Police say multiple shooters opened fire on a crowd of people just as they were leaving the bars and restaurants at about 2 a.m. More than 70 shots were fired. Cell phone video shows police racing toward the chaos. 18 people were shot, six were killed, five people remain hospitalized. Yeah, Detectives found a stolen handgun at the scene and another gun during the execution of search warrants. Three homes were searched overnight, all in the Sacramento area. Investigators continue to collect evidence down. and piece together a possible motive. Throughout the day yesterday, grieving relatives waited outside the taped-off crime scene to identify their loved ones, including Sergio Harris. The 38-year-old father of three had been out with friends to see a show. He's one of the three men who were shot and killed. Three women were also killed. The Okay. So tragic. Yeah, that's wow. tragic. 18 people were shot. Yeah, 18 people. So they fired into a crowd of 70, 70 something. 70 shots. People. 70 shots. That's what it was. They fired into a crowd. 70 right. shots. Wow. Yeah. Did you, uh, was there another story you mentioned that was it gang related or? No, uh, there was an altercation. There was a fight before that. Um, the, this the, is in California, right? Yeah, this is in Sacramento. Now, now, in case anybody doesn't know anything about Sacramento, Sacramento's known. It goes down in Sacramento. It, it's it's bad. Yeah. I mean, California's gang violence is is ridiculous. But I mean, you could talk about gang violence, but gang violence breaks down to individual choice. Yeah. So I mean, that's not really like I don't think that's that's really valid. I mean, because what we're going to talk about is going to really clear that up anyway. Well, it's clearly a picture of a broken world. I mean, this, oh, absolutely. this is a world stained by sin and sin. People driven by their own passions, their own lusts, their own angers, whatever it is that drives them to this. Motives. It's, yeah, motives. It's, 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 what's, what's your identity? I mean, his identity was uh, part of this gang or, or, or going after this person, you know, for, for, some, for some reason. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and so that's the question. We, I think that's a good place to start. Yeah. All right, so let's talk about what makes a young man grow up to be the same man uh, like as far as uh, as handling aggression, like uh, because I mean a lot of psychologists would say that aggression uh, is something that is taught in the early stages of, of growing up. Actually, you, know? you you're actually you have some sort of aggression in you. Absolutely, actually. yeah. And I don't think that's a bad thing. I don't think no. having an aggression is a bad thing at all. I think we all need to it's know what to do with it. Thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so now, uh, so so now there's so there's aggression. What do you do with misplaced aggression, and how does that affect your identity? Right. You know what I mean. Yeah. So, um, so now misplaced aggression. Excuse me. Ooh, man. Wait, mis mis misplaced aggression is a factor of misplaced identity. Absolutely, I agree yeah. with you one hundred percent. Yeah. So, um, so now you're talking about uh, young men because I, I think you said he was twenty six or something like that. Like that's yeah. young. Yeah. Like I know when I was twenty six, compared I thought to you, I was anyway. Grown. Yeah. Like, yeah, days go by fast, <laughs> real fast. But um, but yeah, but but now, so twenty six years old, you've taken the lives of multiple people. Your life's over now. You can go to prison. Uh, well, if you think about it, in his perspective, his life might have been over already. Good point. You know. Good point. So now that's why people, I think, make some of these choices where, um, like my wife had a story today. One of her uh, bosses in her company came home, his 60th birthday today, he came home and he committed suicide. Oh, see, that's awful. We don't know the whole, uh, you know, story behind it, but that relates to, like, you know, why you make these decisions. Yeah. So there's layers. There's layers to identity, and I think that's where everything becomes fuzzy. So at the core of everything, there's your identity. Right. And when you feel your identity is, when you're confused about your identity, you create an outer persona around it to project what you want to project to people about what they should assume about your identity. So that identity can be held in, in just about anything. It could be held in your occupation. It could be held in your, uh, on your family tree. Like I'm the father of the family. So therefore me as a father, that's my identity. It could be held, um, it, it could be held in some of your talents. It could be so held that's in a, anything. That, yeah. that bears the question then, like, where do we find it? Where do we find our identity? Okay, so right, as Do you get to make up your own identity? It, it, are you who you say yeah, you are? How is identity determined? Okay, so um, so there's two different uh, things to look at here. One, there's the uh, there's a lot of um, conversation in the world about where you get your identity from, but we get our identity from what I feel is a much more reliable source. It's, yeah. it's the one thing that's straightened out a lot of areas in my life and has forced me to look at the condition of my heart. Yeah. And that's through, through Jesus, honestly. Right. 
Like right. there's no way around that. No way around that. Yeah. So so yeah. what does it mean to have an identity in Christ? Well, well, first off, let's. Yeah. What let's, does the I Bible mean, say about well, that? Well, well, first we we ask the question, where do we find it? You know, mm-hmm. I mean, I think we we all go through life asking two basic questions: Who am I? And what is and, my purpose? And what is my purpose? Yeah. Why why am I here? You know, um, and sometimes it's it we see identity as something that could be found or something that is cultivated, yeah. right? Which is is true in a sense because. As you grow, you you kind of take on different identities. Yeah, you do. Even as a child, you grow and you use your imagination, right? We're a human time machine, people. Right, Get right. ready. Yeah, I mean, you're, as a child, you go through and you, you create these identities too, just because you want to, uh, and identities are all these different elements of you, who you are and your character that portray an image. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. See, and that's the whole thing. It portrays an image. So from the Christian worldview, the way we look at things is the image, we don't have to portray an image because our foundation is based in the image that we were created in. Well, because the Bible teaches that we are made in the image of God. Absolutely. And that's, and that's where like the, um, and, and that's where my priority lies first and foremost. Right. Number one, we, uh, our God is a God of relationship. Our God is a God of love. And there's, and, and those two things go hand in hand because these are the things that you come across every day. So if you, if you look at your identity, your identity directly affects the relationships around you constantly. If your identity is skewed, it's going to negatively impact the relationships around you. There's just no way around it. I mean, I think you can look back in your life and see uh, choices you made that affect people. And now you have to look at the motivation behind the choices you made and what you were trying to say about your identity, what was true and what wasn't. If you can separate those two, you can get to the core of your identity crisis. Right. So let me ask you a question. What does image have to do with our identity? Well, number one, I would say image, image uh, and identity are really, really volatile things if you don't know what to do with it. Because what you want to perceive as your image often doesn't reflect what your actual identity is on the inside. It's because our ego takes over, our pride takes over, and we start doing things to manipulate the people around us into seeing what we choose that we, that we want them right, to so see. Right, so we create identities, right, yeah. to portray a certain image that we want to pose onto others, right? Absolutely. Right. And that's when you get these circumstances like these kids shooting up the place because they create their own identity, whatever it is, whether it was through a gang or just even if it wasn't had nothing to do with gangs, they are who they want to portray themselves to be. And now they have to, in a sense, defend that, create that, and right. portray that. You're not going to disrespect me. Because I'm that dude that you don't disrespect. So now I'm going to show everybody that you can't disrespect me. I'm going to go shoot up everybody indiscriminately. Okay, Because so, that's the image I created for myself. As yeah. opposed to seeking the image, the identity that was given to us by God. Right. Absolutely. So now you're, um, so you're casting out what you feel you want people to see. Now what's crazy is that most of the time what we look up to as kids, as bravery, is not bravery. It's fear-mongering. Yeah. And why is it fear-mongering? Because the first time you react hostile, you're, you're not really paying attention to why you're doing it, but it's because you're actually scared. You're so scared that people are going to take you for something that you don't want them to see, so you react aggressively, and that aggression is being misplaced. And the reason why I say it's being misplaced is because some people say, like, oh, well, aggression is a bad thing. Aggression is not a bad thing. Because let me tell you something. If I have to protect my family... Physically, you aggression is not a bad you thing. You need it. I mean, but it has to be controlled aggression, right? You, you kind of need it. I mean, we needed it more in the past when we didn't re- yeah. rely on certain things like food and things like that. We needed, we needed to have that. Um, yeah, yeah. So, I think this is a, an important conversation. Know that we're not going to be able to unpack all of it. It's a, this is an in depth conversation. We're yeah. going to touch on some some things. But uh, what I'd like to start off with is, you know, what what the actual definition of identity is that you can find in a a dictionary and then kind of show you what you better say it before they change it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And then what, and then what we as Christians believe uh, the definition would be also. So in the, in the dictionary, it says uh, who someone is, right? Your name. Okay. Who you are. That's vague. Yeah. The distinguishing character, character or personality of an individual. Okay. The qualities, beliefs, et cetera, that make up a person or particular group. Yeah. So also I was looking and you find... That sounds more like identity politics, but yeah. Yeah, and you find find more things like, you know, uh, self-identity. 
yeah. um, individualism, yeah. th- things like that, that, that the dictionary uses as words for what identity is. Whereas a more biblical definition would be described as a sense of self, like who we actually are. A sense of self. A sense of self, who yeah. we actually are, and a sense of worth, your value, and what you're that, valued as. See, that, that's the punch right there. Yeah. That's, that's where you want to get to, your sense of worth. What do you place your value in as a, as a, as a being? Right. You know, where, where does your sense of value come from? Because I know where my sense of value comes from. Right. My sense of value comes from the actual payment that was made for me. Yeah. I'm going to get real Christian now yeah. <laughs> from the blood of Christ, baby. Right. That's so, it. So right. if you look at like the world and like evolution, um, we just, we just are accidents in this world, you That's, know, where Christianity is, we were created with a purpose. You yeah. Know? So what do you think the effect, what that kind of, that mindset, what kind of effect do you think that had on the, on it these doesn't, guys? it doesn't matter what I do. There's no consequence. It doesn't, it doesn't mean anything. That they're doomed anywhere. This is their it, it, well, not even doomed. It, what does it matter? If we're yeah. just by chance and 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 nothing has an actual purpose, it was just all by accident. What does it actually matter? Yeah, I mean, everybody. I mean, we really need to pray for these for these young men. Yeah. I mean, whether you whether you like what they, you know, I don't think anybody likes what they. That's a bad way to put it. But whether you know whether some people might agree that they would have handled that situation the same way and other people like us totally disagree with it. I mean, you're still talking about image bearers, whether they know it or not. And it also comes to the point, it also comes to the point where when you look at those people in the crowd and you're holding a gun, you don't value them. And that's serious. And that's where, where a biblical uh, lens, our, our lens is when we see people, we see value yeah. Because they bear the image of God. Because right. they have the Imago Dei, which is the Latin uh, definition of uh, of the image of God. Or the, you make me feel like such a fool or, sometimes. Or, or, I don't know. <laughs> or, the, or the likeness of. Yes. The likeness. Yes. So like uh, I, the, the Imago Dei is a Latin shorthanded version, but it's the image of God, the core Christian doctrine that humanity, unique among the entire created order, was fashioned by God distinctly in his own image and after his own likeness. It's a teaching that echoes throughout scripture and is uh, the anchor and opening chapter in Genesis. You see, yeah, and I, and I think that's important because, like, whether you um, whether you agree with my worldview or not, let me tell you what my worldview tells me about you. My worldview tells me. Well, let me tell you. Oh, okay. G- Genesis one twenty six through twenty seven. Then God said, "Let us make man in our image." after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over the livestock and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. Then God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over all the fish of the sea and the birds of the heavens and over the livestock and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image in the image of God. He created them male and female. He created them. So God created man in his own image in the image of God. He created them male and female. He created them. So, so that that's kind of to, to the point where I was getting to. Like, um, so when I look at a person, I don't just look at them as a random person anymore. I look at them as the same father that loves me, created them with the same amount of love and the same amount of willingness to sacrifice as as he created as he created me with. Yeah, you know. Period. Like, and and you'll so and, so. This is my point about identity. Like, um, it's real easy to have misplaced aggression. It's real easy to. To, to, to question everything to say like oh there's not you know now, when you say no misplaced aggression how, what is that tell everybody what does that have to do with identity okay misplaced aggression has a tre- number one it has a tremendous amount of uh to do with to do with identity because it shows where your weakness falls because the moment you act in misplaced aggression it shows where you fear the most and what you're trying to keep from everybody the most you're not hiding anybody. You're not hiding anything from that. You know, like you're actually giving away what you're actually scared about the most. And when you admit to that and when you open yourself up to that. So, for example. I think that goes along with misplaced emotions in general. In general. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So you could have um, you could have mixed emotions about anything in life. Like, mm-hmm. listen, think about your most your, your most 
awful relationships you've ever had. It was just a constant cycle of mixed emotions because you probably sought your identity in that person, your validation from that person, yeah. you know, instead of valuing what was already inside you. Right. Yeah. That's just right. And, and in Genesis five, one through three, the Bible goes over this again in the likeness, but in, in verse three, it says when Adam had lived 130 years, he fathered a son in his own likeness after his image and named him Seth. So the, the Bible also teaches that this image is passed down. So all of us have this image. Absolutely. So everyone that has is born is, has the image of God stamped inside of them. Yeah. So, so, so deep, so deep, so deep down inside of us, we all have an idea of morality, of 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 what. It, so let's put it this way: What is the likeness of God? What what is it? Like when the when we talk about in Genesis, where it keeps saying how many times did it said God made him in our image, in our likeness? Yeah. What does that mean? Is it physical? No, no, no it's right? not physical. No, no, is it? Is it? Is it? Uh, you know, what is it? It's translated as nature is what it is. So the nature of God is love and the nature of God is relationship. Right. So these things are, are in, in our heart. We know uh, intuitively that these things are bad or wrong yeah. or right. But we ignore that. Uh, yeah. Where no other, a, no other animal has that. So like if, if a lion was mauling like an antelope, right, yeah. you wouldn't have the police come and arrest a lion, you know, and yeah. say, wait a minute. Or if, or if two tigers were fighting and they were eating each other, you wouldn't say, break it up, guys. Come on. You know, come like, on. Come on, guys. Like, take it easy. Take it easy. You know, yeah. this is just, but, but if that happens with us, we're going to say this is not right. See, that's Something's what gets right me about, about people that say like, oh, like, like this doesn't matter. Like we're all just a, a process of you know we're animals yeah well that just shows yeah. you a loophole in their own way of thinking the, the well, foundations yeah. that they stand on this whole evolution there's no god you pretty much do whatever you want they yeah. have a very survival of the fittest outlook on things but yet they still hold to the image of god yeah. they still hold to a morality because they still cry out injustice they still cry out these things are wrong but where do you get that in an evolutionary materialistic worldview yeah it's not there yeah. It well, only comes from God. It only comes from God. Which is a part of us all. Right. Yeah, so and now that word justice now. So when, when people, and that's the thing, because a lot of us cry out for justice because we want people to see us crying out for their definition of justice, but don't have a proper definition of what justice actually is. Yeah. So now our identities uh, lie a lot in the crowd. And listen, I'm not saying that, I'm not, I'm not totally against um, social structures. I'm not. Social structures work for a reason. Some social structures don't. But uh, but to automatically challenge a social structure because it offends your state, your your, your current state, that's not going to do anything. Like if you think the world should bend to how you view things, then you don't have a correct lens on the world because nobody has to bend. To, to, to risk offending you. I mean, let me tell you and something. And that's not just going to happen either. Yeah, yeah, not to mention, I guarantee people will eventually get on the comment line and they'll risk offending us to say their point. And you know what? Kudos to you. You're allowed to do that. But that doesn't mean I have to agree with you, but it also doesn't mean I don't. I have to condemn you for it either because my identity is not what you think of me. My identity is what God thinks of me. So I'm going to state the truth as I know the truth, and it's not my truth because my truth didn't work for many years. So that's a good point. So what, so what does God think of you? Okay. So like when God looks at you, what is he saying? Like Caesar. Okay. Like I'm looking at you like what Most what? of the time he's like shut up. Yeah, stop talking. It's like just shut <laughs> up. Listen for once. Listen for just, once. Just open up your ears, not your mouth. You know, but like That's why I gave you two ears, one mouth. <laughs> yeah, but you gave me all these teeth. But <laughs> Yeah, but like, but like um but yeah, but you know, so number one, how do you know when God's talking to you? Well, for, for saying on this, but he sees your value. Yeah. The reason why is you said in the beginning because because you were purchased by Christ. Absolutely. Right? So we, that takes us to another passage where I, I pulled up is 2 Corinthians 3.18. It says, And we all with unveiled face beholding glory of the Lord are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord who is spirit. And, well, and we all with unveiled face behold the glory of the Lord and are being transformed into the same, transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. So right there where we're... We're being transformed, right? We, me, when I when I first 
when God started first doing a work in me was actually in a different country, right? Yeah. Uh, we spoke about this <clears throat> once before, but I, I was on tour in, in Europe with a, hi- a hip-hop group, and um, we were in a- Amsterdam, and I thought I was... Uh, I thought... The holy I, city. Well, not only, <laughs> I, I thought I was... Um, I was the individual. I was seeking myself. I was... It, I wasn't... Yeah, I was doing drugs and things like that, but I, I, I thought I was on a good path. Oh yeah, I, w- I was going to be in the music industry. I was, uh, you know, I w- thought I was going to be doing big things when it came to f- for me. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah, yeah. But I had a, I had a breakdown, which would never even constitute having a breakdown where I was. You yeah. know, I, you know, I had the opportunity to smoke weed. I had the opportunity to 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 party uh, in Amsterdam. And, and, you have yeah, the opportunity. I had to do, to do anything yeah. I wanted, but the Lord chose that moment to touch my heart and and change me at that moment. Now it was a process from that point to where I am now, and it's still a process. And that process is called sanctification, and I'm being transformed yeah. into that. You know, see, but that's that's the key right now. You're being transformed. So everybody always, you know, they bring up, they say that word transformed. But now the importance of of transformation is because that's actual evidence. Transformation is evidence of the spirit of the fruits of the spirit. When you when you say like, what are the fruits of the spirit? Well, let me tell you, transformation is a big one. But it also starts with the the transformation starts with kind of like when. What we talked about a little before is the rebirth that we're being born again. Yeah. Right. God, we are now a new creation. There was actually a um, an article I read. It was from the Gospel Coalition. Um, Wendy Alsup. She wrote this. She wrote, "When you feel stuck, when you feel like you're continu- continually rehearsing the same struggles, remember this: sanctification is not an endless, repet- repetitive." circle it is a growing repetitive repetitive, sorry repetitive circle it is a growing spiral in which we which each round penetrates more deeply into our identity as fallen but redeemed image bearers of god spiritual growth can be long slow process with one step backwards for every two step forwards but as you trust in christ god will complete the work that he's begun with you that's the hard part. Amen. Yeah. Trust. That's what we struggle with the most. So like when you say like, well, how do you trust in God? Well, number one, you have to trust in God that it's going to work out uh, to his plan because my plan stinks. I mean, let's be honest. I, I followed my plan. You know, if you want to do a little testimony sharing, well, let's talk about that. Sean knew me when I was, uh, when I was growing up, but he also knew me when I grew up and I messed up. Sean knew me when I was like 120 pounds and, um, and I was on drugs and I was just, I was just awful. And um, my identity was, uh, well, I'm not fit to be anything if I can't provide X amount. I'm not fit to be anything until I get past this or I'm not this. And it was actually the realization that God was like, no, I'm going to take you where you're at. Right. And I'm going to show you what you could be by actually placing you there. You know, so, and, and like I said, my way didn't work. And, um, and my brother said something interesting. He's, he, uh, he wrote it, he says, you know, Kids don't know how to be good. You got to teach them to be good. And in that sense, we're all children. We all need yeah. to be taught. There's not a single thing that you're going to go through in your life that, uh, that is not taught to you. you. You have to learn it from somewhere. We like to take credit to say, like, um, like these things happen because I just learned. You don't just learn on your own. You learn by watching other people or you learn by actually taking advice. That word disciple actually means learner. Yeah. Disciple of Christ, you're a learner of Christ. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, so like you go to school, you learn your alphabet, you learn your math first, you learn the basics of everything first, and from that, everything is structured upon that. Your walk, uh, when you choose to follow God, it's the same exact thing. You start from scratch, hence the word born again. The, the importance of being born again is not just a title that we walk around and say, oh, yes, how's it going? I'm a born again. You know what I mean? That makes you sound like 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 that's a group identity. What, what the power is really in what it means. You're not, not what you identify. Yes. You're a new creation because you've decided to shed your old self. 
Right. And let me tell you, you know, something. That's all of God. That's yeah. none of us. And let me tell you something. We yeah, have but dis- you allow him to do the work in you. Right. We and we discussed it yeah. before that since we're still here, that identity that from the time I was born to the time that God started to to open my mind, like the, the mm-hmm. verse said, the veil was lifted. It that All the things that I made myself as who I was, the identity is still inside of me. Absolutely. It's not going to be just gone. It's not some linear line that, all right, you're 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 born again, you're saved, you're a new creation, and it's like I think Tim might have ate some of that personally. Yeah, it's it's not straight up. <laughs> it's 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 going to be like difficult times and you're still gonna go through those things where you're fighting yeah. your old self. Mm-hmm. Yeah, constantly. Yeah, we're told all the time you you're putting on the new man. You know, you you're putting taking off the old man, you're putting on the new man in Christ. Right. Because like I said, sanctification is a lifelong process. Right. There are things God cleans up in our life rather quickly. And there are some things that will take our whole lives to get worked out. Yeah. But it's all the power of the Spirit. And like I said, it's not of us. I mean, yeah, there's some people that, um, I mean, there are people that have been born in the church that know what the Word says, but but still struggle and go through That's hard times. That's almost dangerous because it's not necessarily just a knowledge, but it's a heart transformation. Absolutely. Like you could know all, all the things. Like you grew up in church and you know Jesus, you know the Word of God, you know, you read the Bible, but nothing's changing your heart. You're just going through the motions yeah. in a sense. And that almost hardens your heart because you've heard the truth. He never right. really applied it, and it makes it that much harder, really. I think. Yeah, that's actually it's people. more it's more dangerous that yeah. way. Yeah, that's like Men in Black when the alien landed and he took Edgar's body. <laughs> He's like, friend of mine came in here, a dead man. You're like that guy. Like that's what you become. You become Edgar from Men in Black. I'm sorry, I just go off sometimes, yeah, yeah. man. Okay. <laughs> So you're going to bring up a scripture or something? I had a few things. In All me. right. So Just to touch back on, uh, say, Ephesians 2. That's what I was thinking about when we were talking. Yeah, the, I, yeah I was going to get into that, too. Uh, Ephesians 2, um, Colossians 3.10. Romans 1. I mean, that's Philippians. just where we're at yeah. in the Four. world. We can yeah. see that as far as how God gives us so, over to our own identity. Well, yeah, our new self. Right. So that poses our next question. Because um, you, you have identity where, where we find our identity, right? Mm-hmm. That... Where that's where we discover ourself. Yeah. Right. Who we are. So we are sons of the living God. Yeah. We are image bearers of God. We yeah. are purchased by Christ's blood. Mm-hmm. We are redeemed. Right. Yeah. Then we say, okay, how do we know our worth, or how do we how do we value ourselves? Okay. So now let's let's talk societal first. Okay. So bef- so this way it's easy to understand. So um now. When you're a young kid and you want to uh, and you want to make friends, you know you go about it in different ways. Uh, it depends on you know a lot of it depends on uh, like your home life or whatever. But ultimately, we all do the same. There's the same practice over and over again. We look uh, we look to make friends that that we easily relate to. Like for example, if you're um, if you're a standoff kid and you're aggressive and you've never been taught to not hit you're not going to make many friends, not many true friends at least. You might be friends with people that you fear that are like you, but you're not going to make many true friends that are going to you know, just come over randomly and bring you lemonade for crying out loud. Right. You know what I mean? You're going to make, you know, as that type of kid, you're going to make the friends, A, that fear being with you, or B, that are worse than you. And yeah. then you're going to feel alone for that. And then you have the other dynamic of that, which is you, you're the introvert kid who is just looking for friends and you're willing to, to take on different friendships. Or, or, you're, or you're an introvert and you, you're not willing where you um, keep to you yourself. Fear. You're yeah. less social. Yeah. So I think part of our identity, um, you know, I know we're into value, but part of our identity is our social construct, right? Well, that's it's, where it's, value comes in. Yeah, yeah it's, it's who we surround ourselves with is really a picture of how we value ourselves. Absolutely. Right? Yeah, so, so, now, so that's, that's, that's where we're going with this, um, and that's where it gets confusing, too, because when you're young, you have to be taught where your value lies. Now, if you're taught by the world, your value lies in what people think about you. They're saying, so we have rises in... Um, in, 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 um, in teen depression. Um, okay. Now, obviously, and and we say it all the time, like, oh, it's because social media. Okay. But why is it social media? You can say up and down what it is, but why is it is way more important. Right. Because you don't know your value. Yeah. You don't know your value and you can seek out the things that, that you feel like you want to attach your identity to. 
Absolutely. So you have the core of your identity. Um, most most younger kids like they they struggle with it. And and listen, that is also part of a growing process to question your identity. There's nothing wrong with that. You're going to borrow from people. You're going to eventually emerge into yourself. Right. Which is why it's so important to stay anchored to what's solid. And you constantly, even even at my age, question your identity. I don't believe yeah. until you start knowing who you actually are as a child of God is until you start realizing what your value is yeah. and what my identity is. Yeah. You know, God actually, it, it, he, he valued us so much that he actually said in Genesis 9, 6, that whoever sheds the man's, uh, whoever sheds the blood of man by man, shall his blood be shed. Absolutely. You know, so you take a life, your life should be taken because that's how much, how value you are. And that's justice. Whether you like the outcome or not, that's reaping and sowing. Because justice is seeing the value in something. Absolutely. and, And saying, you know, what you did against that, there needs to be, you know, some sort of right, righteous decision on what, what you, yeah. So your acceptance of information sociologically has to be extremely disciplined to exercise your full potential in your identity. Right. Has to be. You know, like, for example, my wife, she just thinks I'm a piece of meat. I'm like, wait, I have a mind. <laughs> All right. God loves me for who I am. Look at you my inner self. You can't just love me for my body. All right. <laughs> It's not how it works. I like them big. I like them chunky. I like them chunky. I'm like the moto moto of the house. Yeah. <laughs> so, so Tim, like, what would you say? How does God see uh, our worth, or how how do we see our worth through the lens of of uh, a biblical lens? Like, how do you see it? Well, I think it starts like Shiva touched on before is realizing how much God gave up for us. You know that He laid down His life for us to purchase for Himself. A people, a bride, you know, right. the children of yeah. God. Amen. That's exactly where you I was know. going with that. Yep. So, and that's why I wanted to touch on Ephesians too, because I think Go it, for it. it's good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right, right at the, the uh, you know, two one, it says, "And you were dead in trespasses and sins, in once you, in which you once walked, following the course of this world, mm-hmm. following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience." Important also to note, he's talking about. The sons of God, and there are sons of this world, or yes. the prince of the power of the air, you know, the mm-hmm. devil, his minions, all that, among whom we all once lived yeah. in the passions of our flesh. So we were all there. It's not like we're speaking from outside that, like, oh, I don't know what you're talking about. How am a son of God? You're not. No, we were all there. And only by God's grace, as we get to, you see that that's changed. Yeah, yeah. Say, in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of our body and the mind, and we're by nature children of wrath, mm-hmm. like the rest of mankind. But yeah. God, I love this. But, but God. God, but God, rich in mercy because yeah. of the great love which He had loved us, even when we were dead in our trans in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved, and raised up with Him and seated with Him in the heavenly places, so that in the coming ages He might show His immeasurable riches of His grace and kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. For grace Amen. you have been saved through faith. And this is not your doing, it's the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. For we are his workmanship, creating Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Yeah. So in that, and he prepared too. beforehand. Right. Yeah. He gives us an identity. So that that yeah. Got the goosebumps. I got goosebumps. <laughs> we we're so valued that he sent his son to die for us, right? Yeah, absolutely. And and he, he knew it beforehand. In Psalm 139, it says, For you were formed in, in my inward parts. You, were knitted to, uh, you knitted me together in my womb. For you formed me, and you knitted, you, uh, I praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Mm. Are, uh, uh, yeah, made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. I praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. Yeah, so like... Yeah. So, like, taking that into account, like, number one, it takes time to really grasp, like, especially at the beginning of my walk, I was really trying to grasp all these things I heard, like, like, but what does that mean? And you don't take it at face value, I think, because you're scared to take it at face value at first. And I think yeah. that's the problem that we have, it just in general, as we walk through this world every day, like, number one, you have to take God's word at face value. What it says, it, it says it for a good reason. Sometimes yeah. you just have to take it at face value. And then, like, in, in doing that, um, also take people at face value. 
guard yourself. Right. Like, like there's nothing wrong with separating yourself from toxicity. I mean, honestly. Bible calls us to have discernment. Yeah. I mean, like, like number one, people, toxic people are going are gonna to shoot you down for having a moral standard. You know, and these are usually the people that are closest to you. And, and most of the time, they don't even realize that they're doing it. It's completely narcissistic. Right. Like when you, like, for example, keeping people for yourself to validate you is a problem. It happens in many relationships. It happens all the time. Um, you know, when you, when you don't know your worth, you seek worth through other people. You are like a succubus at that point. What you do... You say what? That's a big you word. Say, I don't think you can be using words you can't spell, Better watch your son. mouth on Christian radio with that <laughs> succubus. madness. Succubus. How do you do... You know, so like... So what you do is... You, <laughs> man, I can't say anything. <laughs> so what you do... Yeah, so, so what happens she is... She do what? Yeah, so you, if you restrict people from, from doing what they want and allowing people... And giving them the freedom to make the mistakes that they need to make, regardless if they're in relationship with you, you're never going to know if they're with you for the right reasons. Right. You're not going to find your identity in them. You have to allow people to make mistakes. Number one, they might not be making a mistake. It might be you that's making the mistake from stopping them, and they might be able to show you something. So you might be denying a blessing by stopping somebody from living out who they should be. Well, a part of that is because I'm seeking my identity in something else. Absolutely. So I'm trying to, to um, Jordan Peterson put it in a good way. We were talking about him before. And he basically said, he put it as like, uh, you know, we're in a film or we're yeah. acting, you know, and we take on these, we can either be the villain or we yeah. could be the hero, you know, and which one we choose. And sometimes as we go through life, we choose the identity that we want people to see us. And yeah. sometimes that can hinder that person or even make that person stumble when it comes to be, being, uh, you know, walking in the right path or, or seeing Christ in us. Yeah. And then people say stuff like, like, oh, you could be both. And Jordan will say, it, it's, it's, it's not possible. It's not. It's not. Like, like, I, I, I just had to do right, that. Yeah, that. <laughs> well, also the point is where, what, what does an image do, right? So ultimately us bearing the image of God, we then have to see ourselves as ambassadors or representatives. Yeah, which of is the that hard image. Part. What I used to teach my kids all the time when I sent them out to friends' house or or school or wherever, I said, "Don't remember, you represent me. Mm-hmm. So what you do reflects on me." And it's the same thing with God. <laughs> what you do represent our Creator. Yeah, the one who changed my life. You know, my Savior. I'm I'm going out into the world. I must be that ambassador, that representative of him. See, but you said that to them. Yeah. See, and this is the problem. So, for example, the, the news story that we're talking about before, we're talking about young men. We're men, so it's easy for us to relate to that. So we'll start there. Young men aren't, we're, you know, like, we're not good communicators unless we're taught to communicate. So you communicate it with your kids. This is what you represent this is where your responsibility lies. So they're learning at an early age that the responsibility that you have is to represent yourself properly. Right. Most young men were not taught these things. It's just assumed that we'll get them over time. Not because our parents are terrible parents, but a lot of the times it's because our parents don't know better. Right. They just don't, maybe they weren't raised that way. And it is generational. And, uh, and it's not an excuse because you do get old enough and you do... And you, and you are told these things at a certain time. Yeah. But, but now when you're talking about young men that at any moment can be volatile if their emotions are, are led in the wrong direction, which most of ours were, yeah. you know, um, how do you manage that level of intensity and, and matched with your energy at, at a young age? Like you need an outlet for that energy. So now you don't have a purpose. You don't have an identity. Right. And you have all this energy this, this intense emotion running through you with no outlet for it. And this is what needs to happen with that's why a lot of the youth seek out those outlets to release that intensity gangs or, or, or build up. Right. Yeah. 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 Like, and, and I, and I say gangs loosely because also, uh, like like for us growing up, it was like, you know, we're going to seek out girls, you know? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That that, was validation. That was what we're going to do. Yeah. You know? And they were like, you're nice. (laughs) 
And we're like, but but I just bought these new Nikes. <laughs> like, <laughs> you're 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 okay. It's like, oh man, right. and then and you get bent out of shape. Well, well, about that, well, that also then changes your identity because you're like, okay, well, so what did I do wrong there? You yeah, know, what? So was it me? Was it me? <laughs> you know, right. like it right. probably was multitude of those things, but right. But like, but you learn that way, and see, but that's the thing, you learn that way, how how to do things and how not to do things. Right. But now, what the world is telling the young kids now is that no, you're not wrong for you're not wrong for okay. So you said okay, I, I went to see this girl. I probably should have scrubbed a little bit more. I was probably funky. She probably didn't like me because I smell. Now, listen, you can't tell a kid, no, you're fine the way you are. No, you need to improve. You need to have, you need to get better. You need to have a standard of how to present yourself. That's, that's well, the point. It goes back to that. Right. What, what's that standard? What's that standard? But, and that's the point. And it's not just, uh, it's, it's the standard, but it's also, um, you know, teaching your children that, um, those decisions, like go say going to the girl or doing that, might not be where you should be heading at that time. Yeah. Right now, you don't even know who you are. Yeah, you know, you don't. And neither did she. Yeah, you don't know your purpose. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it's not like you know you should be heading in that direction. You know, I tell, yeah. you know, my daughter when she's growing up, I'm like, you know, first you what you need to do is know who you are before you. you what you're going to do is when you have now a boyfriend, you're going to spend all that time trying to figure that out when you haven't figured you out yet. Yeah. You know, spend some time doing that. You know, they don't listen, but it, those it happens. Those, those are rough conversations, yeah. but, but it happens, you know, but uh, back to uh, the biblical worldview of it. Um, our biblical worldview as God, as a creator, um, encourages, it encourages us to understand our value, right? It shows us that we have a meaning, yeah. We have a purpose. We have a meaning in this life. Yeah, and you, yeah. And what, what is the number one as Christians, as three Christian men here? Now that you that you you you're, you've been enlightened, the veil has been lifted. Mm -hmm. What is your number one purpose? My number one purpose is to represent the kingdom. Period. Right? Amen. To glorify God. Right. Yeah. That's your number that's one calling. purpose. Mm -hmm. You know, right. so that's like I said before, I tell my kids, before you represent me. You're you're my ambassador when you leave. You go Don't out. go out to his house walking around like you got no darn sense. <laughs> yeah. You know, like well, he gets, that's what I that's what I heard growing does, up in my neighborhood. My son does it too. He'll come down for church in the morning. He's wearing sweatpants. I'm like, man. Man, you man, better, man, you better get those flip flops and, and, off. And, and it wouldn't have been bad if it wasn't like wrinkled, like you just pulled it out. There. You know what I mean? If you know you slept in that. Different, you know. You know you slept. He in goes, that. but dad, these are the good ones. You got Fritos in your hoodie. <laughs> Go back upstairs and put a collared shirt on or something. Yeah. No, but 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 see, but that's an important thing. So like your purpose, um, your purpose isn't dictated by your exterior circumstances. And I think that's the problem we have as, as young men and women growing up now. We tend to think that our purpose is dictated by the surrounding circumstances. I'll never get here because this is not a field that uh, X amount of people out of certain amount of people will succeed in. You know, or, or I can't do this because uh, these circumstances are against me. No, there's nothing against you but you. Yeah. There's not there's not a single thing that you're ever going to encounter in life that does not solely depend on your actions. Yeah, not and one. that's why it's so important to have a goal or a purpose, right? Because if you don't, if you go through and say, you know what, I'm just going to lay back and just see what happens, you still have to, we talked about it last week, that concern, you know, you still have to then uh, plan your, look f forward towards something, have yeah. a purpose. So, so even in that, doing that, it says, what does it say? Uh, you know, a man plans his ways, but God directs his path, right? Absolutely. So, so you plan it, but you might not hit that, that what you thought was the purpose, but God's going to direct you in a way that he will be glorified and his purposes will be done through you. Yeah. Yeah, nothing I ever thought right. was going to be actually, actually turned out to right, what it was. Right. There's not one thing. You know? You know? And but, I found that two things, I found purposes that we, we see in the Bible is being in the image of God, that's our one purpose, right? Yeah. And the other one is we're given the charge to work the land or have subdue the land, take care of it, you know? Yes, we're stewards. We're stewards of Absolutely. the land, you know? Yeah. So I heard a good illustration from... Um, 
I think it was Matt Chandler, uh, and he was like the dodo bird. You know, it's it's extinct. You know, the extinct dodo bird, right? He said, he was like, you know, the hyenas and the lions, they're all eating up. They're not thinking, you know what? Let me not eat the last few so they can repopulate so I can protect my... No, they're yeah. just going to eat them all. Yeah. You know, that's what animals do, you the know? Separation between where, we, and where we come in and say, hey, you know what? We yeah. need to protect the habitat. We need to... We're being good stewards. You see, and that's what separates us from the animals. Right. Like, although... And, and, and listen, I'm not saying we don't have primal instincts, but oh, our yeah. minds were created way different than animals to be able to uh, to govern certain areas the way we do and not wipe out, even though we do wipe out. Yeah. You well, know. that's apart from walking with God. I mean, that's yeah. part of the image of God. Yeah, right. we're called to, to rule, to have dominion, and to exercise you know, discretion and do things properly so that we don't just wipe out the food chain. You know, we, we make sure we have the, the things in order, our resources, our oils, our gas, you know, the food line. Make sure the Well, some of us growing. do. Yeah, but let me tell you, those... Well, those you know, Russia's <laughs> got a good pipeline going right now. I don't know about here, but... Yo, anyway. that, that wild Alaskan <laughs> salmon is expensive. Yeah. I need to chicken, get a pool. Chicken right now is expensive. Ex- Man, yeah. water's expensive right yeah, now. Yeah, like you get back to, you talked about like our main purpose. It's, it's simply to share the good news of Christ because mm-hmm. he really is the answer to all the ills we're facing in this world. It's a simple answer. Colossians, it's not always right? an easy yeah. answer, and it's not certainly not the answer that many people want to hear. Can you pull up that verse? I think it's Colossians, what is it, 3, where it says he cre- it, 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 you know, um, created by him and for him, mm-hmm. right? You see, but that's- well, while he's pulling that up, there's three things that we th- we think of when we think of image of God too, which I wanted to touch on before. But it's it's we're all relational creatures, right? Yeah. We one, like no other creature, like nothing else, we have a, an intimate relationship with God, right? It's a different relationship than than let's say you know uh, you know uh, a dog than w- with God. You know, absolutely. My dog's not waking up trying to please the Lord every day. You know what I mean? You know, and then we also have um, relationship with, we have relationship with others. Yeah. Okay. Where we were created as relational beings. And I think that's the problem that people have with with Christianity that, that, that aren't believers is that you think that our relationship with God is not reciprocal. It wouldn't be, trust me, it wouldn't be a relationship if it wasn't. You got it? um, Yes. You got it. Yeah. All right. Okay, so, bring it on. Bring it on. I, I, I've been thinking about this verse, and I just, I just wanted somebody to put it. I believe it's what you It says, For by him all things were created, in heaven and on earth, yep. visible and invisible, thrones, dominions, rulers, authorities, all things were created through him and for him. For him. Exactly. Right. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. Right. Yeah. So everything, everything was created by him and for him. Right. Yeah. Right. Which is why we run into the problems we're having now where we want to have things for ourselves. We think this world was created for us. See, that's why being as opposed the pers- to seeking what God says it's for him. So we Absolutely. should be seeking his will and his purposes for no, you're lives. Yeah, that's the truth. That is the 100% truth. And that's, and that's the issue we have. Um, if you look at everything from the perspective of a steward and that nothing is truly yours then you don't attach yourself to anything. You don't have any worldly ties to anything that's going to that's gonna build greed in those areas. Right, we right. hold these things loosely here on this earth. Absolutely. Like you can't, like you hear all the time, you can't take your treasures with you. So why do people try so hard to get fortunes for their upcoming generations? Now listen, I'm not saying it's not biblical. It actually is biblical to, to save for your children for after you die, yeah, to yeah. not burden people with that. Yeah. But now, but when you spend, like, and this is just me personally, when you spend more of your time trying to accumulate than trying to actually have have um, important interactions with people, especially in your latter years, that's rough. Right. And you and what you said was, we should be sharing the gospel. We should be going out and, and preaching the gospel. What happens when just one is saved and goes into heaven, right? What happens? Angels rejoice. Rejoice, rejoice yeah. right? Yeah. Just for the one, you know? One, Imagine yeah. the, the party that happens. That, that That's the treasures in heaven. That's what we should be seeking is the treasures in heaven. Right, I want to wrap this up because, you know, we, we should be closing this out soon. Yeah. But I want to talk about now, how, how does it look now that... We are in this new identity, you know? Yeah. How, how does that look in the world? How do yeah. we apply that as Christians of, of this new identity that we have versus the identity we thought we had 
You know, how do we live that out? Where do we start? Okay, so as far as the identity we thought we had, all right, we talked about like. Well, he why just said we it was it. in Ephesians, right? We we were some of those. We were too. We, 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 you know, put off your old self. And Second uh, Corinthians five seventeen says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, and the new has come. Therefore, is anyone in Christ? He's a new creation, right? So then, uh, well, we, the, in Colossians three five also says, put to death. Put to death, therefore, what was earthly in you, sexual immorality, impurity, passions, evil desires, covetousness, which is idolatry. Put uh, on account of these, the wrath of God is coming. In these, you once walked when you were living in them. But now you must put them away. Anger, wrath, malice, slander, and obscene talk from your mouth. Do not lie to one another, seeing that you have put off the old self with its practices, and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in the knowledge after the image of its creator. Okay. Two things there. One, just to last what you said, being renewed in the knowledge, knowledge. of the creator. So we need to know the mind of God. Right. One, through the spirit. Two, the word of God. That's how we know That's how who we, we know are. who we are. That's how we know who God is. Right. And that's how we put these things into practice. He pretty much lays it out for us. Right. And I just want to touch on it again. I want to touch on Romans 1. Because it explains pretty much the condition of the world we live in and it gives us our mandate and how we should go about. Right. We, we need to proclaim what's going on out there and the answer, which is Christ. Right. I mean, it says in 116, I love the verse, for I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God of salvation to everyone who believes. You know, it's, it's the gospel. It's, it's the word of God. It is the message of God's grace and love through Christ, his sacrifice on our behalf as sinners that changes hearts. That's what changes the world around us. Yep. And it goes on to say the wrath of God is revealed. And we can see this going on around us you now in this country. Against, you know, from heaven against all ungodliness and all unrighteousness of men who in their unrighteousness suppress the truth. For what can be known about God is plain to them because God has shown it to them. For his invisible attributes, namely his eternal power, divine nature, have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world. In these things that have been made so that they are without excuse. You yeah. can't look around the world around you and not realize there's a right. God. Right, and that goes back to the image. We're all created in the image, so we all know everything that you just said, what what Paul, through the Holy Spirit, wrote, that the, the truth is suppressed because we all have it. Right. Everyone has it. Everyone knows it deep down. You have a standard of morality that God gave you. You suppress it. The picture of that suppressing is kind of like the picture of holding down a beach ball in water and you're holding it down the right, best you right. can. You can only hold it down for so long. I tried that when I was a kid all the you time. You know what I mean? So we're talking about like you can't take riches to heaven. Joe Smurl says, I've never seen a U-Haul follow a hearse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Amen. Yeah. Amen. yeah. So how do you move forward in your new self? Right. couple of things. Number one, you, you have to stay in constant communication, which is the word, which is your worship, community. which is your constant prayer. And then, yes, community, your accountability. Right. right. So your structure is... And then three, which would, uh, which would kind of was, was brought out in the first part, is it's really important, like you said, to know God's heart, to know what he actually right. wants from you, right. and, and reading that and really finding out what that mean to you. So now you're assessing. You have to actually spend the time to assess your own heart, start to realize what... Is is uh, is um, is really an immoral motive that you may make when you're trying to 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 be in relationship. If your motive is based on what you can gain, it is not from God. Amen. Yeah. yeah. Truth. 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 <laughs> you can't handle the, the truth. truth man. You can't. I gotta get that sound clip. You can't handle <laughs> the truth, especially Wednesday night at eight. It's gonna be so it's great. It's gonna be so great. <laughs> we got a date. Wednesday night eight. Well, yeah. So that's I think we'll wrap it up there. You yeah. Know? Yeah. So With a bow. so way you can move forward. Uh, communication. Communication between others and God. Relationship. Community. Proper relationship practices. Pro community. Proper relationship. Um, know your value. Know who you are and why God created you. God created you. You are the crown and glory of the living God. Yeah. He and created that's you with the board. Yeah. That's he, everyone. Yeah. He yeah. created you with a purpose. You know? So um And when you look in the mirror, don't don't start looking at yourself only based on the reflection that you see back. Understand that there's actually somebody behind that mirror that views you as something great 
that they created. And yeah. that is that, is, and that's where your identity lies. Right. So don't, try to start yeah. looking don't hold yourself up to other people and say, yeah. I should be more like this one or that one. No, it depends you on the person. You create. I clean a toothpaste <laughs> off the side of your face depends, before depends you leave on the, the bathroom. Person. Depends on the person. <laughs> no, but yeah, who, who, you know, don't seek identity in your ailments. Don't seek identity in, in your f- shortcomings. Don't seek identity in the, these things. Seek identity in Christ. Amen. Absolutely. Amen. All right. Joe said, know thy identity. Yes. He gets all King James yeah, on right. us King now. James. <laughs> know thy identity. <laughs> we love y'all. We love you guys. Next week, Wednesday at 8 o'clock, off the books, we talk the talk. We walk the walk. Or we try to. <laughs> something to something else, whatever it might be. But, and if uh, not, I do stuff. He does stuff. There'll be stuff he does. There'll be stuff that will be done. Alathia Radio on Facebook, Alathia Radio on Instagram, Alathia Radio on YouTube, Spotify, Spotify, check us out, out. Google Podcast, Apple Podcast. Support us, like us. Alathia Radio off the books. All right, guys. It's been real.